Welcome to the TigerCast, a podcast designed to tell the story of Warsaw schools and inform our community about the great things happening to serve our students. Hey, Warsaw, this is Amy Lunsford, principal of Lincoln Elementary. And I'm Kyle Carter, the chief technology and data analytics officer for Warsaw Community Schools. Amy, you know, when we started this TigerCast, we had no idea who we would talk to and the stories we'd share. I'm um, super excited that we have like a legit celebrity today. I know. It, it's an absolute honor um, because today we have an opportunity to speak with, yeah, a celebrity, um, an Olympic champion at that. So we want to uh, welcome Mr. Billy Mills. Um, he earned a gold medal in the 10,000 meter run in the 1964 Tokyo Olympics. Um, so we want to welcome him. We also have Dr. David Hoffert with us today, who really is the, the key point point in the, in the key position here for arranging guests to come to our community and speak. We call it the special speaker series here for the corporation. Dr. Hoffer, can you tell us a little bit about the special speaker series and why Billy's with us today? Absolutely. And part of this probably goes back to my love for history. I know you asked me at the end of a podcast, what would my podcast be about? It, it would definitely be about history, role models, American heroes, uh, that are out there. So as a teacher, I, I loved when you could bring in individuals that were those history makers, have that interaction because it just brought it to life. And uh, coming back here to Warsaw Community Schools as the assistant superintendent about 12 years ago, we thought, what about if we brought this and, and were able to do the same thing? So we've had um, just incredible individuals, males and, and females um, from all throughout the United States that have made a historical impact. We had Ava Kaur, uh, Hoosier Hero, which was an Auschwitz survivor. Uh, we've had Carl Erskine, who played baseball with Jackie Robinson. Uh, we've had Bill Rogers. You know, the list can go on and on and on, but everything from astronauts uh, to athletes to civil rights icons, um, we've had them involved here with our schools, with our students. And uh, Mr. and Mrs. Mills are, are really that next step because uh, while she does not have the headphones on over there, Mrs. Mills is in the room as well. And uh, she is a renowned Western artist. And Billy is, again, as you explained a, a gold medal winner from the 1964 olympics talk about a power couple and uh, i just have to say I, I look at both of you in awe 61 years of marriage mm-hmm. which is incredible and you hear both of your stories as you've been able to share them with our students today and they're both so dependent on each other you know that that's just something that the world doesn't see enough of so thank you for being incredible role models thank you I have a feeling the show is not going to be quite long enough. Um, We could sit and talk to you all day long, but we're going to kick off with just a basic question, Billy. Uh, And I want to know this one because I'm not a runner. Like I run from things. That's it. So what what encouraged you to get into running? Oh, well, I, I, I love that because because of the depth of why I got into running. My mom died, eight years old. My dad told me I had broken wings. And he said, it takes a dream to heal broken wings. So very quickly, he said, a dream takes you down a path. Find, you find a passion. Develop the skills to equal the passion. Bring them together. And you create magic. And over your lifetime, one or two of the magical things you do just might, be, might turn into a miracle. So he had me believing in magic and miracles. Then he died when I was 12. But the way he prepared me to mourn for my mother gave me a path of how to journey into the future. And... Uh, Simply following a dream, Mm. taking virtues and values from my culture, my traditions, spirituality, taking those virtues and values 
Compare them with the virtues and values of the community you live or the country you're visiting. Find common ground and you empower each other. Mm-hmm. So uh, I ran to heal a broken soul. That's beautiful. Um, and I love the message that that gives. I mean, you could almost stop right there because yeah. um, we're teaching kids every day to be resilient and to um, find power in the things that we deal with in life. And so um, let's go a little deeper. Well, and to, to aim big. I, I mean, when you when you first start running, you know, you you start with, well, I want to run a mile, and then I I want to run five, and then we're talking the Olympics. So let's let's talk the Olympics a little bit. You walk into this race, and um, I, I've read some of your history. You were the unknown. You were the mystery <laughs> walking into the Olympics, and you know, ultimately, you won the race. So what was on your mind as you were running that race, crossing that finish line? Where were you in that moment? You know, I, I, have, to do, I have to respond by uh, starting with, I was ready to win. I was ranked, I had the fast, second fastest 10,000 meter time in America, but I was unranked in the United States. Going into the race, my best time had me ranked 10th, I think, in the world but unranked in America. So I was unknown. I was asked when I made the team in the marathon as long as, as well as the 10,000 to give up, to give up my spot in the marathon to the runner who finished behind me. So there were obstacles of America just not knowing diversity. And uh, I was determined. I was going to try to win a medal in the marathon also, uh, which, which I did not. But uh, going into the 10K, three times the month before, I wrote in my notebook, under any condition, regardless of what the weather is, I'm ready to run 28.25, under any condition. It rained, the track was muddy, my winning time was 28.24.4. So you talk about these disciplines that you have. You, I'm totally going off script here, That's Kyle. Fine. Oh, no. that makes you, know me nervous. you would just follow the moment. Um, you, you talk about all these disciplines that you have and this this magic that you created and this dream that you had. And <laughs> um, I can only imagine the emotions that were um, boiling inside of you every time you ran, knowing that some of that was healing that was taking place from the loss of your mom and, and then later the yeah. loss of your dad. What were some of the disciplines that took place on a daily basis that fed into your running, but happened outside of your running time you know outside of running to to find a place where i felt i didn't belong mm-hmm. i started studying in a manner we don't necessarily teach and we need to know it today as we make decisions for the future for example i took the virtues and the values of my tribe where i learned honesty versus truth and honesty is me expressing my my feelings and my emotions, honestly, although they may not represent the truth. Mm. And we hear a lot of people today in our complex times speaking honestly. Mm-hmm. But we can't always believe what we think, right? I was taught to speak or try to speak the truth. And truth is an accurate expression of what you honestly said or what you honestly feel. So I learned the difference as a young boy. One other con- concept that I had to learn, we have the freedom to do anything we want. We can commit a crime. However, if we commit a crime, break the law, we're caught, there's a consequence. But I learned from like Native American culture, liberty. Liberty comes with morality. 
Liberty comes with faith. And liberty puts the checks and balances on our freedom. So I have the freedom to do anything I want as long as I don't interfere with your freedom. That's the liberty. It's liberty and justice for all, not freedom and justice for all. Mm -hmm. So I had to learn that, but I was learning that at a very young age, trying to compare virtues and values from a Native American world to society in America. And we were blown away as we traveled throughout the world where other countries are studying that. They're studying the difference between our freedom and our liberties. So our freedom truly comes if we're going to live under liberty with the utmost discipline you can imagine. And an autocracy, an autocracy has the freedom that, that we speak of, that we want but we don't really understand. So I had to learn that. And uh, I believe so strongly in our youth of America. And I, we just simply, in our journey, try to inspire the dreams of the youth and empower the visions of the elders. And one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all, is the dream of our elders. All right. So there's a lot of mental discipline in, in the sport of running, and you can learn a lot about yourself in, in that process. What are some of those those biggest lessons that you learn as you develop yourself as a runner? As I developed myself as a runner, the things I learned was to listen before I spoke. And traveling throughout the world, I would listen. And sometimes I chose not to speak and just say, when I'm ready, right now my words would be of no value. So I learned to think. I learned critical thinking from running. And you can apply critical thinking into almost every breath of our life. All right. So you actually you talked a little bit about that when you spoke with our fifth graders today, because to me, I was fascinated by the story of your race. And you, you talked about, and I apologize if I'm not 100% correct, but maybe you weren't the fastest individual, but <clears throat> you, you used what you know about running to control the pace of the race. Can you talk a little bit about how you controlled the pace? Yeah. My, my dad would say, you have to go to the center of your soul. To, to learn to know who you are. And my dad died when I was 12. Tommy Thompson Sr. from Canada, dual citizenship, U.S. and Canada, gold medalist in the high hurdles, world record holder, coached at the Naval Academy for 30 years, 28 of those years, totally deaf. He took a liking to me as a young lieutenant when I arrived at Camp Pendleton to train for the games. He came up to me and said, I don't want to coach you, but I'd love to be your mentor. My dad taught me the word mentor. And then he reached for me, didn't touch me, but just inches from my heart. He said, but you have to let me inside. And my dad would say, son, you have to go to the center of your soul to learn who you are, your strengths, your weaknesses. And when he said, but you have to let me inside, I could help you. You have to let me inside. It was like, whoa, God is creating the moment here. God is sending my dad's voice to me to let him inside. And he coached me for 11 months. During that 11 months, I won a gold medal, set an Olympic record, ranked number one in the world, and set an American, two American records. The following year, as he's left the coaching, I still held on winning a world, getting a world record and five American records and being, being ranked number three in the world. So letting this man inside that I didn't feel comfortable coming from a Native American community, letting him inside. And uh, 
he took me to the center of my soul. But but I'd like to make a comment. It might be one of your questions, but I think it's because there there there's several people, and one of them is Max Truix, <laughs> <laughs> and Max is from Warsaw, Indiana. So coming here, I was really thrilled because Max mentored me. Max was one of my mentors. He didn't know he was one of my mentors. So I felt I'm coming where the spirit of Max was born. And then for the past three years, because of the pandemic, hip surgery being canceled four times, I now have new hips that were made here. (laughs) (laughs) So my hips are returning home to just make a little appearance of how how well they're doing. I love it. You You were meant to make this visit, Billy. And so, so with, with Max, of course, he was fifth in the 64 games. I was fifth in the U.S. trials. Didn't make the team. Max was on his way toward retirement. I'm on my way to become elite where he was. So our paths were crossing. And trying to qualify for the World Military Championships. I won the three-mile. The three-miler was going to run the 10K. And the coach said, Max is going to run the 10, not not you. I said, Max didn't run the three mile. I won the three mile. Max didn't run. Max is running the five. He said, Max is going to run both. The Olympian in the 10K. And if I knew Max was behind me, I would not have said it. (laughs) (laughs) I said, Max is getting ready to retire. I'm about ready. I think I can beat Max. And which I didn't really believe, maybe in a couple more years. And then we hear Max's voice. He said to the coach, Billy won the three. He's going to run the 10,000. I'm not going to run the 10,000. The coach said, you're running the 10 and the five. He said, no, Billy won the three. Billy's ready. I've competed against Billy. He beat me every time. But Billy's ready. Billy's going to run the 10. And the coach said, no, you're running the 10. Max said, I'd rather not go to the world military championships if Billy can't run the 10. And he opened the door for me. That was the second 10,000 meter I ran. It opened the door for me. The fifth 10K I ran, I won the gold medal. So Max believed in me. He opened the door for me. And without Max, me having hypoglycemia, borderline type 2 diabetic, it was so hard to compete uh, with that health issue. I probably would have not continued running and went back to my unit in the Marine Corps and served out my time as a young Marine officer. So Max helped me stay the course. Max contributed greatly to the footprints I laid as a 10,000-meter runner on Mother Earth. Billy, I'm so thankful you shared that story. I heard that story a little bit earlier today, too. You, you expanded on it more more than you did with the fifth graders, but it really aligns with what we're focusing on here in Warsaw Community Schools this year. We're calling this our year of kindness, and that that was a simple choice. Well, it was a complex choice on Max's part, but yes. that, that <clears throat> single choice uh, led to a domino effect in you and the career, and just the importance of those choices. I'm glad our fifth graders heard that today, that yeah. one choice can be a game changer yeah. for so many reasons for so, so many people. So thank you for sharing that. You know, when, when Max shared that, to me, he was still the greatest 10,000 meter runner from the United States of America. But he also knew his time as an elite runner 
was very short, and he'd be going on to other things. And he recognized that I had some potential. And when, when I broke Max's 10,000-meter record, I felt sad. <laughs> I bet he didn't. <laughs> I bet he was very happy for you. Well, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's Max. Yeah. You know? uh, I saw him once after winning the 10K. There were two athletes I did this to. Uh, one was a young runner from Canada. I don't know if the second one was Max or not. So let's say it's not, so I, I, I won't be mistaken. But when I saw those two runners, I said, I saw them at separate times, but I said, could you turn around? And they turned around. Oh, yeah, now I know who you are, because I can only recognize you from your back. <laughs> <laughs> As I tried to chase you down running and could never catch you. So, but Max was just such a quality human being. Virtues and values, you know. I love that. I love the message that that sends to not just our students, Billy, but to us as adults that are working with our students every day. Yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking about the connection that it it plays. Your story plays to to us and the responsibility we have too. Absolutely, we we need to see the potential and we need to recognize that sometimes even when all of the dominoes aren't lined up, we still mm. need to take the risk risk on our students and and give them belief in themselves. That's what Max did for you, and that's what we're charged yeah. with doing every day for our kids. Yeah. So, um, I look at people that empowered me, coaches, athletes, and school teachers. And right behind that were quite a few of the older Native American elders. Uh, but one of our elders, Frank Fullscrow, I felt empty. So I went to visit Frank, Frank Fullscrow. And I said, I, I, feel, I feel lost. I don't know if I need to come back, get involved traditionally. Uh, I love my wife, my daughters. We have a beautiful home, a beautiful life in California. But, I'm, but something's missing. Frank Fulscrow said, your spirituality, you need to strengthen your spirituality. And I said, do I need to? Many people are telling me to drop the Native American virtues and values. And just go strictly into the Christian world. Frank Polsko said, our virtues and values fit into the Christian world. Take them with you. Find the belief in the creator that makes you happy. And it was so simple. So I have many people that mentored me. And uh, I still have a lot of, quote, my Christian friends saying, you're not saved unless you get rid of those Native American virtues and values. Love. Humility. And they all fall into the, the Christian world. They fit into our, our Constitution. Uh, I, I've been blessed, and uh, Max Truex has been one of those that helped bless me. Can I ask you one last question as we wrap up? 61 years. That's a <laughs> lot of years of kindness. And if there's one thing I know um, from just 20, almost 25 years of marriage, it's that um, you have to choose kindness um, a lot, yeah. right? Even when yeah. you don't really want to, because yeah. that's, what, that's what love is. And not just in 61 years of marriage, but in what we do every day in the classroom too. But what is one piece of kindness that Pat has shown you over and over that has helped you get to 61 years? Patience. <laughs> Patience and she believed in me. Does she still give you patience even after 61 yes, yes. years? Sometimes in a more stern way. She's shaking her head a lot. <laughs> I, I, Patricia, let me share this. And this is in a humorous way. 
we got married, she said, Billy, you can make all of the major decisions. Only, I will only handle the minor. So we're coming up on 62 years. That strategy must work. And I said, Pat, <laughs> I've not been able to make a decision. Six, soon to be 62 years of marriage. She said, well, there hasn't been any major decisions. <laughs> so that helped. 61 years of marriage. Uh, talk about strategy. That was good, Pat. Uh, well, we need to let you go because Pat's got some um, art classes to teach, and we will have some angry students if we do not get you there on time. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Um, thank you for the example that you are to yeah. all of us here in Warsaw, not just yeah. our fifth grade students that got you he to hear yeah. you today, but um, I've been inspired too. As, as, we, as we go to Pat's art class, my final comment I quit running 18 months before the Olympic Games. Patricia got my workout clothes, my track shoes, laid them by the door. She said, go for a run. Since you quit running, you're not the man I married. And she saw me and maybe some unhappiness and withdrawing. So I went for a run. So she's been my coach, my mentor, mm. my spouse. Mm. And we've had a challenging, but we've had incredibly beautiful, loving journey. Thank you for sharing, Billy. Billy, such an honor. Thank you for taking some time to just talk with us. Like uh, I've heard you several times today, and I learn more each time. Ah, so yeah. I almost want to follow follow you to the next the, ne the next endeavor as well. So um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and um, hope you enjoyed learning with Billy. <laughs>